The views expressed by Paul during this podcast are his alone and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of his employer. The views expressed by Jason. Wait, dude, really? This is what you want me to read? Okay. The views expressed by Jason are his alone and frequently do not necessarily reflect reality. His opinions are often annoying, scattershot in their application, and can resemble more of a Virginia Woolf short story than a cohesive argument. He is currently undergoing therapy and rewatching Westworld Season 3 to resolve his storytelling issues. Hello, and welcome to Season 2 of F-Sides. This is the annoyingly award-lacking number one cybersecurity podcast, according to Muscle Car Poetry Magazine, and the most money-losing not-for-profit venture this side of starting an airline. And F-Sides focuses on the human side of cybersecurity. Every every episode, I'm going to do it in a different Paul. announcer voice, Jason. In, in, in a different announcer <laughs> voice that raises the hair on my back. You are, Casey Kasem, you are not. So, hey, yeah, I'm working like, on it. Practice, like, practice. Like Paul, like Paul said, we, we talk about things. We don't talk. We try not to talk about the tech. It comes into a. We, we try to get things that everybody can. It's really about, you know, moving the elephant in cybersecurity. Moving the elephant mm-hmm. is an analogy to change. How do we affect change? How do we affect people? How do we affect their feelings? It really represents the emotions. And we try to get into that in cybersecurity. And sometimes we talk about work, life, really the universe and everything. This is so, a very full feature podcast. This is, this is. You know what, Paul? Um, here's something a lot of people may not know. Those of you that have been in security or corporations, you actually may know this. Uh, but you may not know, but security gets a bad rap, right, Paul? Oh, you mean like musically? No, but I love that you're finally going to the music references and you're, <laughs> you're getting down there. But if you, if, but true, if, yes. You're, you're yes. right, Jason. Uh, security, unfortunately, in some organizations does have a bad reputation. I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's often called, and this is an old term from, for the last couple decades, it's, you know, it's, it's called the Department of No. Ah, kind of like the Dilbert Comics reference where they had that one character who basically did everything they could to prevent <laughs> people from doing their job, right, using IT. Yeah, what was the acronym? It was pro- something of information se- or preventer. Uh, pre- of- I think it was preventer of information services. Something yeah, funny. Some it was very funny. Yeah. So yeah. security so, can't be that. It's like, hey, can I install this thing? No. Hey, can yeah. I go? No. You know, it's this whole culture of no. But hey, guess what we're going to talk about today, Paul? I I don't know. What? We're going to talk about <laughs> no and why ah. it is such a powerful tool and it needs to be in your toolbox and every CISO should have it at the ready. I totally agree. And that's N-O, not K-N-O-W. Yes, I know. Paul, Paul, it, when we were writing this episode, Paul's like, let me get G.I. Joe in. I really can wanted I please, that joke. Can I please get G.I. <laughs> Joe in? I'm like, G.I. Joe is great. It's not even a joke. Like, it's, you know, knowing is half the battle, but not N-O-ing, K-N-O-W-I-N-G. So, Jason told like, me it wasn't funny, and, and he often does that, actually, that I'm not funny. So that, Well, in that hindsight, one, now that we just talked about it, you bringing it up in a weird way. It would way, have been great. Fun. Oh, wait. It I, would have been great. Right. <laughs> Good. Right. So what are we talking about no here, Paul? What kind of yeah, no so, are we talking about? So it's not no as in no, you you can't do something, and we're not going to talk about it because you know I, I'm going to think about a problem in one way. This is about managing expectations. Um, which is incredibly important in an organization, especially the higher up you go. So managing expectations with your internal and external customers um, and then prioritizing your work because you are able to say no to the extraneous things or the things that don't directly lead to you providing services. Now, no could also mean, hey, you know, I, I can't take this without some conversation, meaning, you know, no, we can't do that unless we stop doing this, right? So if you you know, if someone asks you to do something extra, well, you may have to stop doing one of your core services and people need to understand that. 
Yeah, and I think this comes up for almost any any business line or department in an organization is the ability to say, no, I'm I'm at capacity. I, yeah. I'm, I have my prioritized work. What do you want me to drop off? But a lot of times, you know, we're in, <laughs> either it's intimidation or it's just you want to be a good company person. And be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we can do everything. You, you'll get burnout. You'll burn out your team if you're mm-hmm. taking on too much. And security, especially, needs to prioritize based on you know what kind of risk is this really representing. Do I care if Johnny Appleseed downloaded you know an MP4 file to his laptop? Mm-hmm. Probably not in the big picture of my security stuff. So do I want to go apply resources because somebody said, "Hey, we need to go check that out." I'm going to say, "No, we don't." For oh, that's example. a great. That's a great example, actually, Jason. That uh, you know, often you know, I, I don't know why security people like doing this. They'll say, "Oh, well, you know, we can't let people go um, visit social media sites." Yeah. It's like, well, there's not really a security reason for that in most places, right? It's there's not really a security reason. So, no, I don't. I am not going to define those rules. Please talk to HR. Here's the person and human resources yes, you exactly. can work with, and not a, right. And, so, and not that there's not risk. It's so much lower yes. risk that in the big picture of us in security, we know what the big risks are, and it's not yeah. somebody visiting Facebook. Productivity, some whatever else you want to argue outside of, is our yeah. information secure? Hey, that's our job. No, it's not that big of a risk. But that's no, the power of say. saying no. Being yes. able to say, yes. no, that's not really, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's not really a primarily a security risk. Let's get the right people involved. I'm happy to help as, you know, and to provide yeah, some information. As much as but, you, you know, I want to hit on this, as much as it said, we said no, what it really focused on is what do we do? We yeah. are not human resource police. We are not productivity police. We are not, you know, setting policies for how people interact with the outside world while they're at our company. So knowing what you do is mm-hmm. critically important. You know, we talked about yeah. this. Like, yeah. it, we never know when we release our episodes. So it could be in a future episode or we talked about it in a past episode. Mm-hmm. But we talked about this concept of, you know, laying out what you do in information security. And this maps directly to that because, mm-hmm. hey, you know, unfortunately, that's not something we do. And security, yeah. Paul, you know, this become can become a dumping ground yes. for stuff other teams don't want. Yeah. And I, I've seen that where I've come into organizations and security basically did a lot of the stuff that didn't really make sense. That wasn't the biggest risk, um, for instance. Right. Like, hey, um, you need to tell us what sites, what social media sites we can't look at. So, well, again, security. And that's a great example of one. It's yeah. like it's not really a security thing. Um, but notice that my no, by the way, was a soft no. Hey, no, we don't do that. We're happy to help. Here's the right person to work with, right? It's not just the um, traditional securities, the office of no and saying no, and just kind of sitting there with the blank. It's not the German night. It's not a Z like a no. And now the conversation's over. You're still being helpful and collaborative, but you're, you're also making sure that it's clear that that's not a core role for you. Uh, but yeah, dumping ground. I've seen it a lot. Like, you know, sometimes security teams will get dumped um, fraud stuff, right? Like, hey, it seems security-like. Let's have them do a review of the fraud stuff. It's like, well, we're really not, you know, I while my team could do it, you could ask anybody in IT or some other part of the organization to do it. Security doesn't have any special expertise. Is that really where you want to spend our time when we have all these other services? Yeah, and and when and when security budgets are under fire, when we're constantly mm-hmm. you know uh, outgunned, outmatched, and understaffed, you really, if you're working in security, you really want to prioritize what you're working on. And any leader or any manager, or any department that's going to ask you these things, when you can tell that story of prioritization, they're going to understand it. You say, look, mm-hmm. you know, I have all these priorities right now. I'm worried about external hackers on our web entity, or I'm worried about 
uh, ransomware because we don't have these things in place, which is one of the biggest risks. If you're not turning on the news, it's out there. Do I want to worry about somebody visiting Facebook? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah. So I think, you know, you know, bear with me here. But no, I, I, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, totally agree. And again, the, the key thing so that you're still seen as a collaborative person and not the office of no is to make sure that um, there's a way to get to know, right? Like you always hear people, oh, let's get to yes. Let's figure that's out great. a way to yes. get to yes. You need to, you need to write a book on that, getting to know. Yeah. Oh, maybe Seriously, that is a yeah. good idea. I, I like that. that. Can we, because oh, we, uh, we talked about it here, this is our copyright or our trade? What is yes. It? Yeah, we copy, copy, copyright. Copyright. Uh, or whatever. <laughs> copyright. Um, actually, that would be an interesting book, but unfortunately, I think people wouldn't buy it. So get to know, like in, no, don't buy this book. Never mind. We, we digress. So, ah, there um, you go with G.I. Joe again. Getting, <laughs> getting, so getting to know, there's a, there's a right way to get to know. Yeah. Right. The first step is understanding what you do, right? In a previous or future podcast, again, Jason was right. We, Sometimes we release them a little out of order. Um, we talk much, about, much like our lives, by the way. Yes, we we talk a little <laughs> bit about that. But getting getting to know is um, very important in making sure that you understand what you do as an organization. What would you say you do here? The famous office space quote. Um, so you know you have to understand what you do, and it doesn't have to be some very long you know operational level agreement, service level. It doesn't have to be a super long document. Just say okay. Here's the six things we do. We provide incident response services. We provide um, this information security, whatever, right? So forth and so on. Once you understand what you do, then you can have meaningful conversations. People say, well, you know, my team does this. While that's not in our our services that we do, if you want us to do it, something else has to give. We have to, yeah. you know, or we have to hire a consultant because we don't have the skill sets in this. I mean, you can actually have, there's a lot of power in, in understanding what you do. And it sounds really simple. And it's like, everyone's like, well, it's super intuitive. It's actually no. not. You need to sit down and write down what you do. So and there's you even, can get to know. Yeah. And it's not just our team, but what you know, who should be doing this work is, yeah. the, is the follow-up question. Hey, for example, mm-hmm. and, and I've had this at a previous organization that I took over cybersecurity program, uh, my team was tasked with this very, um, how do I say, algorithmic, continuous thing called a user access review. If you work for a company, oh, you may have had yeah. to do this where, hey, an audit auditors love the auditors, the bobs, they come in with their glasses and they're, you know, I don't know if they come into glasses anymore with their, their notepads and note. Okay. I need you to show me everybody who has access to this HR or this accounting system. Give me the list every quarter. You have to pull up this list and you have to show why that person needs access. It's called a user access review. And I came into this organization and my team was doing user access reviews. And now I have a team of very highly paid engineering and director level resources that are doing of basically checking a list of people mm-hmm. and then sending emails out to figure out who needs access. Probably not the best team and not the most you know efficient use of corporate funding to have somebody who's trained in cybersecurity to be doing an audit of who has access to a system. Plus, they don't contextually understand the system. So really, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, the first conversation I had was, "Well, hey, you know, I, I definitely feel we shouldn't be doing this. This isn't really what security does." But really, who should be doing it are the people that own that system that know who should or shouldn't have access to it, like the accounting system. The accountants, the ones working on it, the manager of the accounting department would know better than we would. And so that's the ability to say, you know what? No, we shouldn't be doing this. And talking to them, to the groups to say, you know, who really should be doing this are the system owners. And once we explain that, they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like, we're the ones that really control access and should know who does or doesn't have access. I'm going to make you very uh, – I'm going to get a reaction out of you here in a second because I would tell you – That's that not too great- hard. 
Yeah, no, it's actually Squirrel. just vendor, vendor. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Everybody oh, tune into our vendors episode. That is a great one. You should listen. Yes. I go on some great rants. <laughs> yes, it was actually very classic, Jason. But, um, you know, races are actually. And, oh, and, and, boy, here and we let go. me let me explain what a race is. Um, it's a chart that outlines what um, the responsibilities for different activities are between different groups. Right. So a racy is the first letter. It's an acronym of the different things. So R is responsible, meaning you're this group or person is responsible for the activities. The second one is accountable, meaning that person is um, accountable and held accountable for making sure the activity is completed properly. C is consulted, meaning you, you are before the, before something can move forward, you have to be um, part of the process or part of the discussion. And inform means you just kind of are, are made aware of what goes on. So what's your thoughts on races, Jason? I think it's missing a letter. I think it's missing W for worthless. I think, that, <laughs> I think they are a great one time exercise, like a trust fall. I think what I think what happens and, and it's not that the idea of what it's doing is absolutely critical and important. Who is doing what? across a certain, I get it. But these things get, in my experience, they get created once in this very energetic, very great meeting with a lot of back and forth and conversation and debate. You go, all right, here we have it. And then it gets filed away in a locked filing cabinet in the basement and nobody ever looks at the thing for like three years. Ah, but you're, see, the, I, and I disagree. I think you're, you, you may be using them wrong. You may be using them. Um, you know, we had talked about this in the past. You may be using a flathead screwdriver to butter toast. Right. Um, it doesn't mean that the tool, racy, the flathead screwdriver, isn't good. It just means you're using the wrong tool for the wrong activity. And Let me explain why before yeah. you react, because you're about to react. <laughs> I can feel it coming over. I was over. talking right over you. Of course. I, I know. know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, racy, a racy isn't meant to be looked at every day. Right. I think we can both agree to that. I don't think it should be, ever be filed away. Mm. Right. You should look at it periodically. Writing that down. Right. Yes. You should. Hey, that's a <laughs> problem. Yeah, that's number a, one. Solve. That's a. That's a pro tip, Jason. Um, no, the first, you know, putting it, look, trying to use it every day doesn't make sense, but it does establish clearly who is responsible for something. And then, you know, as new people are brought in, you look at it or every year I like to look at say, Hey, as the process has evolved or matured over the organization, over the, this period of time, are we still all in agreement that this still is the right thing to do? And it helps to solve misunderstandings. So for instance, if your manager or the manager of another area comes and says, Hey, I need you to do this, right? You can pop over the race and say, well, actually we're just informed, right? And and the good thing about this, by the way, is that it gives you the power to say no, a racy chart, because you can say, Hey, no, you don't have to wait to get my approval. I'm an informed, right? Meaning you don't need my approval and it's okay to move the process forward. And being able to say no, that you don't have to be consulted and go through my my approval, that actually is a very good thing for some customers because it's like, oh, okay, I don't need to do that step. And you've already thought it through. Great. I have confidence that, um, you know, this is the right way to do it. I haven't convinced you, have I? I have hope that there's a better way. In lieu of there being nothing else out there that I've seen, like heat maps. Heat maps are, if you're still using heat map, which, you know, that's so funny. Oh, here we go. If you're still using heat maps, Guess who's using heat maps? This guy. Um, but there, it's, it's just because you've been doing it for so long doesn't mean there's not a better way. No, I don't have a solution for this, but I just mm-hmm. races get filed, never looked at, get to dust them off. <sighs> oh, yeah. Remember Let me challenge had? you. When you okay. do a racy, look at it whenever a new person comes in or at least every uh, twice a year. 
and say, hey, does this still make sense? Are we all still in agreement? Because you'll be surprised how people's memories change and they'll be like, wait a minute. I'm like, I guarantee you don't remember everything. I do not disagree with you on this, Paul. I agree. Oh, that was almost an agreement. (laughs) I do not disagree is a very passive way. No, that's a very passive way of saying I agree. (laughs) No, you're right. Um, You know, and that feeds back into what Paul and I will preach. If if there's one takeaway, there's probably 17 you should get from this podcast, but, Mm -hmm. or I'll say it's my takeaway and Paul will shake his head. Security is about people, process, mm-hmm. and then technology. So yeah. what he just mentioned was the process of that racy. And I went immediately to tech. Oh, there's got to be a solution for this. Let me find a technical solution. No, just have a good process. Make sure that you're repeatedly checking it twice a year. And you go in and look at it. And you set that process. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because, again, technology only makes a bad process bad faster, right? And, you know, and I, I was actually in a conversation with someone not too long ago. And I was talking about, hey, we need, here's a problem we want to solve. And the person was in IT and the first thing they went to was, okay, we got to find a piece of technology. It's like, well, you know, we don't yeah. even know what we're trying to solve yet. Let's let's figure out the process and then find a technology that supports what we want to do. Because here I, I've had this, I've done this myself earlier in my career is um, I had something, a complicated thing that needed to get done. I was like, well, let me just buy my way out of this. Let me just buy a mm. technology that's worked at 500 other um, yeah. Fortune 500 companies, and I'll just use whatever process they have in place. It never works. That's almost why, you know, though I people always say, well, SAP implementations are so difficult. Well, if you buy an SAP, if you buy SAP tool expecting it to work out of the box, right, you're, you're not going to yeah, get if the results. Here's a good analogy for SAP I just thought of. SAP is mm-hmm. like, you see this amazing wardrobe dresser and you buy it. You're like, this thing is amazing, but it comes in an Ikea box. <laughs> well, and, and it's you, also, you, it's, you need yeah. to hire 10 contractors to come in to install it. You can't read the instructions and you need to go and pay it, somebody a hundred grand to put it together for you. And it takes <laughs> special hangers and you can't use any other hangers or the electric. Yes, right. It's like, it's so very yeah. specific and, you know, trying to buy your way out of process design. If you're a security person and you, no. you want to buy your way out of process design, you're going to suffer. Cause if you can't do it, it manually, yeah. Oh man, you're not going to be able to do it automatically or automatically, or any tech isn't going to save you if you don't know what you're doing in the first place. Well, then you can. It's very hard to Wait, prioritize. Here we go. We did this in our. La- I swear we did this in our last. Uh, podcast. We, yeah, this is our oh, no, 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 oh, You're right, Jason. We squirrel, 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 squirrel. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's about managing. Yep. Every the power of a great leader is the ability to say no. Ooh, I should get yes. that on a T-shirt. But that is an amazing oh. power to have. And getting to know is probably the key way to think of that. In a collaborative manner, right? Because again, back the old school security no was, no, it's in our policy. You can't yeah, do that. Let's not, not have about, a problem. That's not this, what that is. This conversation takeaway is it's not about that. It's not saying no to no. say no. It's not saying no to be mean. It's not saying no, our policies say. That's a get to yes. You're Well, let's figure out how we'll solve this. This no means doing the right work. And making yeah. sure your team is doing the right work and prioritizing that work and that the right people are doing the right work at your organization. And then it also brings up another question. Should you even be doing the work? I've yeah. had that happen. It's like, you know, yeah. I think we gave the example of the social media, maybe not social media, but the MP4 download. No, you know, yeah. I don't really need to pay attention to that. Let me explain to you why. Yeah. And then you can have those reasonable uh, conversations with people versus, well, it's it's I don't know if it's something we do or don't do. But no, nope, that's that's I, this. This has been a good conversation. Yeah, this was a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was all just negative Nancy, negative Ned. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. But it's actually yes, yes, yes. Everyone's going to no, say yes. Right. Is yes, this the greatest no. pod? Jason, <laughs> is this the greatest podcast you've ever been a part of? 
You're supposed to say, <laughs> no. what's the answer? Yes or no? Let's get to, let's get to, let's get to know. <laughs> okay. So um, no, this, this has been a great podcast. So Jason, I think you want to tell our listeners um, about a special um, thing that we're doing on our last podcast this time and answering questions. Uh, no, if you check our racy poll for this podcast, oh. it actually shows that I am not responsible for that. I am just informed. But you're, no, you're accountable. So with that, I'm going to pass the baton to you because I, I will say no. I, I think what that. we're realizing is you are is who should be doing it is not Paul. <laughs> yeah, great. Who should uh, yes. be doing this work is Jason. Touche. So, uh, season two, we, we had a lot of people in season one saying that they wanted to ask us questions about a certain or wanted to ask a guest host that we had on a question. So we are playing funnel and filtering those questions. So if there's a guest you've seen on season two that you wanted to ask a question or any question you want to ask Paul or I or any topics of conversation, you go, hey, I'd love to see you two talk about this. Send your questions in. You can go to our homepage at fsides.com, that F-S-I-D-E-S.com, and you'll see the email address to send them to. The email address itself is fsidesquestions, all one word, at i70tech.com. That's T-E-C-H.com. Or again, go to our homepage. Please send us questions. Right now, I think we have two. I think my gardener's wondering why I leave my window open when he's mowing my lawn. That was a question. He's like, hey, I can hear your podcast. What are you doing? <laughs> So we really need some more quality from you listeners. So please send send them yes. send them if you got them. Is the elephant in the room?